Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session about my updated Gambit review. It's going to follow that. I kind of changed some of the things I wanted to say. I addressed more of the simplicity of the game mode and some of the, the nature of how most Gambit matches are won in just the first few minutes. And not even first few minutes, probably the first minute, the race to 25. I still think significant portions of the game mode are flawed. I think the boss fights could be significantly better. Uh, and that would make a big difference in change. And I also think we don't need to be nerfing weapons. We need to be addressing the nature of invasion. I think the nature of invasion is the problem, not sleeper, not queen breakers, not 1,000 voices. So I would rather have them see adjust the nature of invasion rather than mess with the actual guns themselves. So uh, haven't shared this in a while. 17 months from Sensibly Psychotic, almost a year and a half. $5 from Gaming Forte. Thanks for putting the trash parrot in his place. Here's $5 for the entertainment. Yeah, we had somebody trying to troll the last couple weeks with spoilers in Red Dead and making alt accounts and insulting me, insulting my family. And they always say that I beg for money, which I never do. I'm known for never asking for subs or money. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's actually an identity that I try to maintain on the platform. And uh, every time they come in and accuse me of these things, people get inspired to give money. So it's the irony is hilarious. Anyways, we're going to go with the first question. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune into this broadcast live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. And the first question comes from Danny Goes Ra. He says, since the Gambit sleeper update, I've been significantly less sleepers in Gambit. While this is a welcome change, I've been running into more Crooked Fang linear fusion rifles, and I feel we may be back to square one. What, in your opinion, would make the incentive to encourage players to avoid these types of weapons? I don't want to make people avoid weapons. That's never what we want to do. We don't want to have people be like, make a weapon so bad that people don't use it. That's not the answer, because somebody might have grinded, you know, for a, for a god roll Crooked Fang, and then you're going to make Crooked Fangs weaker. I just don't understand why we don't like i don't understand why they pivoted there with sleeper um i mean i do because i think a lot of the times people naturally think that's the quickest and the easiest fix so that kind of placates the community and pacifies the community for me the general issue is not the weapons themselves the issue is that invasion makes those weapons more lethal than they actually are in a player versus player exchange so typically if you're going to use sleeper queen breakers 1000 voices if you're going to use that in pvp you're going to struggle because of the nature of how hard it is to land the shots when you can't see through the walls so a lot of people have really set their sights on the wall hacking aspect of invasion not necessarily the weapons themselves i think these people are more on target 25 dollars uh um from an anonymous person, $25 says, I think it's awesome. You have items on your wish list for your little girl, not just yourself. She's adorable. And with Christmas coming, I'd be interested in seeing more things on there. My wife does that. So thank you for the $25. Uh, but yeah, my wife is the one who does that. Thank you for the 25 spot. Um, anyways, uh, next question. <clears throat> Number one. Uh, let's see. Hang on. Uh, OG dub. Lono, does Bungie need to make significant changes to Gambit well before the evolution of the game mode with Joker's Wild changes to Gambit. Oh, I'm sorry. Well before the game mode changes with Joker's Wild, what's a sensible timetable for fixing a lot of the issues that the community has spoken out about since the release of Forsaken? Yeah, this is actually a really, really good question because Joker's Wild is the second piece of the annual pass. I don't think we're going to see a lot 
come in to change Gambit with um, with Black Armory. The purpose of Black Armory, I don't think, is going to be this like, hey, let's make let's make the let's make Gambit a lot better. I think Black Armory's main function is going to be a deliverable of content and give you things to chase. That's going to be the main focus, and I think that's okay. I would set my sights on a post-January update. If I were if I were hoping for Gambit changes, if you're hoping for Gambit changes, I would hope for Bungie to come back from Christmas break and basically put out a TWAB in January and say, this is what we're setting our sights on. We're setting our sights on, you know, this update to Gambit, and we're going to do it in, you know, April. It'd be like an April update time thing. And then... When you do that, you enable people to feel like, okay, changes are coming so we can enjoy these updates before Gambit gets completely retooled. Now, Gambit getting retooled doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go into Gambit and it's, it's going to be completely and utterly different. There may just be a different version of Gambit that they launch, right? What if there's heroic Gambit and normal Gambit? And so you don't need to worry. Like, they could they could deliver Joker's Wild and that could be when they decide, okay, here are some things we want to do with Gambit and have it evolve. And to do that, we've changed the nature of invading. We've changed the nature of, you know, how the boss fight goes. We've added mechanics. We've done this. We've done that. And then that would be a very easy way for people to see that the game mode is going through, you know, an evolution. Because I don't necessarily know if they can do any of this stuff fast. That's always going to be the general problem, is that it's easy to go and say, we're going to give you less ammo for sleeper. That's not difficult to do. We're going to go into the one one gun, we're going to go into the sleeper, and we're going to lower aim assist. That's not difficult to do retooling mechanics, retooling how the game mode plays, that's actually really difficult and it will take a while so I would say if you're very annoyed with Gambit or you want Gambit to get better, I would set your sights on January to hear about it and then hope for like a March or an April update to land maybe in conjunction with or a little bit before Joker's Wild Ekrat says how do people burn down the Primeval so quick? Sometimes my team has Prime up uh, with only 25% left and the other team gets Prime and burns it before we do. How does that work? Well, if you listen to my talk, they're probably doing the strategy that we outlined. Melting Point plus Blade Barrage, multiple Blade Barrages. is is. I'm not going to say it's broken, but when we say it's broken, like a lot of times we say that in an endearing, well, uh, in an endearing way. We're like, holy frick, this is broken. Melting Point plus two to three blade barrages is broken so oh and you heard me say the answer that's fine because this will be containing the Q&A for people listening that's the strategy we use we have three hunters and titan you put one hunter on Orpheus rig tether to clear the platform to get rid of the envoys soon as you after your first invade you melting point punch the boss and you hit him with two blade barrages and then just barrel stuff him with your your Ikelos shotguns you most of the time don't even really need the Ikelos shotguns they're just kind of there for insurance in case some of the blades miss that's the melt strat so that's what a lot of people are doing there are people doing other things with tractor cannon and well of radiance and things like that i think the reason melting point blade barrage is so clean is because the only major risk and the only sort of linchpin that can screw you is the the melting point has to hit that's really the only hard part landing blade barrage and and then barrel stuffing a very weak and stunned boss is very easy 
Uh, Yuri18, don't you think weapons like the Sleeper, Queenbreakers, Colony need to remain PvE focused unless useful in PvP and Gambit so it doesn't destroy the fun? I don't know how you do this, honestly. Because you're mentioning you're mentioning weapons that should be strong. I mean, Colony and the Sleeper aren't that strong in PvP unless you have power, right? So when you have power, that's what a powerful weapon is supposed to do. So wouldn't you say that the problem is the rhythmic presence of power ammo and not the powerful weapons themselves? Do you see what I'm saying? Like This is like with Gambit. Like The true flaw is never that there are strong weapons in the game. Like this is where this is where this is where the Destiny community always misfires. And I understand, I totally understand why people were like, no Lono, don't don't nerf Ikala's shotgun. Because they think I'm they think I'm doing what everybody does, right? Oh, there's a problem in the game, nerf. Okay. When I addressed the Ikala's shotgun, I was talking about within how strong weapons are in the game, and that's a completely separate subject. Like when you compare all weapons, all environments in PvE, Ikala's just runs away you know, handedly because of the nature of high rate of fire shotguns and the nature of trench barrel kind of creating a, a Goldilocks weapon. Well, that's not me saying, Oh, I'm dying in crucible nerf this gun. So when we play gambit and you're dying a lot to sleeper, it's easy to be like, Oh, sleeper's the problem. Or you're playing PVP and you're playing in comp and teams have mastered power ammo control. And they're literally just killing you the entire time with you know, colony or whatever, and you're never really getting a chance to get into gunfights, you're never getting a chance to do anything, you're just getting wrecked by power. The issue there is the presence of the, the rhythmic presence of power, and that needs addressed. If you start weakening those weapons, all people are gonna do is pivot to other weapons. Then they're just gonna control power ammo and kill you with grenade launchers, right? Man, all I ever do is get killed by play of the game. All I ever do is get killed by this. And eventually you're gonna whittle everything down to where you have nothing. You're basically going to eventually logically take into its end if you don't want to get killed by things quickly in the crucible that are powerful, well then basically you don't want powerful weapons. You're going to run out of powerful weapons eventually. Nerf this, nerf that, nerf this, nerf that. Run Everybody run three primaries please. I would like to get into gunfights. I resonate with wanting to get into gunfights. I don't like the dominance of weapons like that where you just especially if you're working on like a if you're working on a quest where you have to get kills like with the ace and everybody just runs everybody just runs from primary gunfights because they know they can either wait for an opportunity with their shotgun or they can go get the power ammo and so they just never really want to inv- invest in a pow- in, in a primary gunfight and that can be really frustrating so i get that desire but Invasion is the reason Sleeper and 1K Voices and Queenbreaker are so freaking frustrating the nature of invasion Powerful ammo showing up too often in the crucible is the reason you just keep getting killed by colony or other other weapons like it So look at the root of the problem not the symptom of the problem is what I'm always gonna try and call people to so we don't nerf the game into the ground again Uh, Oxen says I have been having problems with instant invasion kills How can Bungie change where the invader dies instantly the second they come through right? I didn't really dig in on this as much as I should have I should have dug in on this more during my talk I mentioned it in passing that teams can basically just cancel your invasion by watching the invade points and as I said if you have a bad first invade that can be that can literally determine what happens in in the game like that I think that determines probably 80% of 80% of gambit is first invade is that's everything's determined in the first 60 seconds so that's where I would like to see invasion changed so that that's not as easy to do. 
maybe, and maybe you can't invade until higher moat count or something, so that invasion isn't just... It just ends up feeling like you're playing a PvP game in disguise right now. Like, it truly does. Like, if I want to sum up Gambit's problems in the easiest way possible, I feel like I'm playing a PvP game in disguise. I don't feel like I'm playing a, a... a PvP game combined with PvE. I truly don't. I feel like I'm playing a PvP game in disguise. Because the PvP aspect is the is the big influencer, and that's a problem. Because people were, I think, wanting a non-sweaty but competitive PvE game mode. And that's, that's basically not what Gambit feels like. Um, so, if you tell people that really like PvE, the key to winning is being good at invasions, they're going to be like, yeah, but that's, I have, I don't, I don't, that's not really why I play Gambit, I don't like invading. Well, you need a good invader on your team. We, I think everybody was hoping for a really good PvEVP game, and it feels more like a PvP game with moat collection on the side. Brostafa, what mechanics would you add to the primeval fight? I think that uh, I think that something you could do to the actual fight itself is the thing that I've outlined many times before. Why not have three health bars, like the three bars of health that this guy has right now? If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, you know you can't see it, but every boss has those three yellow bars of health. Okay, once that first block of health is gone. You've now you've now locked in 66% of his health. So primeval like death heals the primeval, it can't go past 66%. But to keep you in check, right? You can't just run away with the game. There is now a mechanic you have to satisfy if you want to damage the boss again. It doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't ruin the fight. It doesn't make the fight take incredibly long but like now you got to go satisfy this mechanic and there's not this huge risk in going to satisfy this mechanic you've locked in 66 and the other team's like yo they just locked in 66 like get over there and invade once they start burning the next bar now a lot of people are going to push back on this and be like yeah but you're never going to heal the primeval because the bake is so strong every bar is going to get baked right Right? Every bar is going to get baked. First bar, gone. Second bar, gone. If you combine Melting Point and Blade Barrage. So then death healing the primeval wouldn't even happen. This again is where you could bring in mechanics. If people were running around and killing majors and killing adds with their supers and their heavies, and you actually damage the boss with, I don't know, Scorch Cannons or Siva Charges, or maybe he has a shield you have to take down to do damage. So then you can't just literally take away a health bar instantaneously. So then you have that back and forth. All right, we got about half the bar down, dude. Go grab another cannon. Go grab another cannon. Oh, they invaded. They invaded. All right, he's over there. He's over there. Oh, he got me. He got me. They just healed a primeval. We got to get another cannon. We got to get another cannon. We're not going to be able to take him down. We're going to need this. We're going to need a third cannon. You see what I'm saying? There's more of a tuck of war. There's more of a back and forth. It would feel like a battle instead of, oh, they're melting. It's over. Right? Yeah, clear the platform. Okay, wait, wait. Invader's gone. Melt. Boss dead. There, there, there is no fight. It's not, it's not a fight. So, and maybe that's how they want it to be. Maybe they want it to be this knockdown, drag out. You know, I don't even know how long Gambit matches last when you two zero a team, but I don't know. It didn't feel like when they described it and told us the kind of game we were getting. It did not feel like that's how it was going to play out. Um, so, I would just like to see the boss fight have a whole lot more substance uh, than it does right now, because. I don't know. I feel I feel like there's a lot there's a lot of potential in the game mode. 
You know, a lot of potential in the game mode. Kamikaze. If the primeval is buffed by having more health or resistance, what happens to the players uh, or the more casuals that aren't optimized to have the best in-slot gear? Wouldn't that just make it harder for them to defeat the boss? Or is the solution just get good, spend more time in the game and get best DPS? See, you're bringing up a really good point that pairs very well with what I just said. If killing the boss was not a matter of having like the optimum loadout and melting him with blade barrage, but if it was a matter of go grab the cannon, shoot him, everybody stay alive. Hey, you need to be on prevent. We got a guy invading. You know, get so save your save your power ammo for the invade. Right? We're not using power ammo on the boss, are we? Save it for the invade prevention. So now you're in more of a back and forth, more of a battle, more of a all oh, neat like. We, we this is this isn't that hard to figure out. We got to use Siva charges. We got to use scorch cannons. We got to use swords. See what I'm saying? I love fights that have relics in them, and I think Gambit's a great place to bring some of that back. Get rid of the immediacy of the burn, like of the melt, and have more of a back and forth. Then you could keep the quick race to 25 and the quick race to 50, because the boss fight would be the real battle. It wouldn't be like a, like I said, it's like a PvP game in disguise. It's like, we're just playing a PvP game. Invasion is key. First invasion, second invasion, you win. Right? You just won the game. Why? Because you were, you were, you collected moats and sent somebody faster than they did. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Maybe they'll do something like that in, in Joker's Wild. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too, we don't really have any clues as to what they're going to be doing with the game mode. But, I, that's where I feel the most potential there's the most potential is boss fights with more mechanically driven damage than just burning melting Valiant, what if Bungie were to label certain gear as evergreen that will always be upgradable to the highest power and then not allow other things to go beyond max power whatever year they're in things like the Crucible Vanguard Gunsmith stuff would be evergreen and stuff like EP and raid gear aren't that way, it'll give Bungie more room to make stuff that the raid weapons more powerful because they know players won't be able to bring it forward. Where did you get this idea? This sounds like you're pulling it from another game. That is, I like that a lot, actually. Because then nobody's surprised and kind of gut-checked by the fact that, like, oh, EP Shoddy can't come forward? Well, no, you would know that going for it. You'd be like, oh, it's not an evergreen weapon. Um, Going to Petra, just realized I didn't have the bounty. Oh, no worries. I really like that idea because that always gives you that always gives you a special class of weapon. Non-evergreen weapons would be in a special class, and you would just know these weapons don't come forward. These weapons don't come forward. This guy keeps killing the servant with with his with his uh, arc strider and not giving anybody a chance to kill him for the bounty. That's do I have to kill plague guys? Plague? Uh, oh no, I have to do patrols. Do I have to kill any plague plague guys? No, I don't. Okay, cool. I don't have to worry about the servants. I was trying to kill servants of the plague. I love this idea. I love this idea. I think this would be a great thing to institute going forward. Like, do an April update and say, okay, we have marked weapons that will be able to come forward with you, and we've marked weapons that are not. So enjoy them now, but when the Taken Queen lands, I don't know if they're going to call it Taken Queen. I use that as a placeholder. But when the Taken Queen lands in September of 2019 these things are going to get left behind and you know that so it's not like this punch in the stomach um it's not like a punch in the stomach oh I do have a servants of the plague bounty 5 out of 15 I didn't realize I had even killed any so that's why I didn't think I had it I thought I kept missing them 5 out of 15 is not bad we'll get it 
Next question from Ling Ling. Do you think there's a way for Bungie to make sure a solo queued person matches against other solo queues or at least balanced teams instead? We get this question pretty much every time Gambit comes up and there is just a significant challenge to dealing with solo queue players and the challenge is you need solo queue players in the matchmaking they need to fill two-piece teams and three-piece teams okay if you only match fours against fours the general problem there is that you're always making fours wait a really long time and then potentially making them play with inferior connection quality now, should there be a preferential trend toward solos playing solos? Yes, right? If you're a solo queue player and you queue up, the first thing the game should try to do is put you against solo players. And if it can't do that, try to find a mismatch, like a mix, like a mixture, right? All right, here you go. Here is a two, you're on a two piece. There's a two Oh, it's a three piece, you know, what have you. I don't know why I got 10 dark fragments from that. Uh, here's, you know, here, here's a two piece. And then if it can't find anybody, it's that, you know, it puts you against the stack. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I might just have really, really good luck. So a lot of times when people are having trouble with the game or problems with something, people are like, well, I've never had any issues. I haven't had any issues. And that's like super freaking annoying. So I'm not being that guy right now. Maybe I just have really good RNG. Whenever I solo queue, I'm like, oh no, it's a stack. Maybe once an hour. Most of the time, I'm like, eh, it's a bunch of randos. Sweet. Oh, it's a bunch of randos. Sweet. I was always, always facing randos. Now, PC is a smaller player pool, so maybe I was just lucky. Maybe the small amount of people that were still playing were solo queuing. I will tell you, once two times infamy hit, we were facing more stacks, more two pieces, more three pieces. So maybe in the lull of infamy and when people just really didn't feel like going for malfeasance, they were waiting for the buff. Maybe we were only really playing with people going for their um, their milestone, which means I'm dealing with a very select player pool. I'm dealing with an uninterested player pool. They don't really care to try to win. They don't really care to try to sweat. They're just kind of in there goofing around, just getting their milestones. So that's possible. Maybe I was dealing with a uh, a very biased group of people that it's a smaller player pool. And at that point, people were probably waiting to do malfeasance for the increase in the spawn and the increase in the points. Uh, PC's more in tune to Bungie's updates, Bungie's tweets than probably the console players. So console players maybe just play more often or just continuing to stack. And maybe so on Xbox, PS4, you're way more likely to run into stacks. I don't know. I am purely speculating here. But if you had to ask me why I don't seem to run into stacks nearly as often on PC until the double infamy hit, it's probably because of everything I just said. So... Uh, next question from the strive what we kind of touched on this earlier smgs don't really have a place in the game other than just using them because you feel like it how to be adjusted to become more relevant i thought maybe larger mags or longer range well you don't want to change the nature of the gun right an smg isn't supposed to be like an lmg it's an smg and longer range again you just get turned into an auto rifle like a rapid fire auto rifle you don't want to change again the nature of the game uh, the gun i'm sorry I think you could keep the nature of an SMG in place by saying here, you know, here is a damage buff because it's now an energy SMG and the energy SMG does 
more damage but has way less ammo. So when you pull out your SMG to rip through a boss, a mini boss, a major, or something like that, it's kind of like when you dump eight of your 21 Escalation Protocol shotgun shots. It's just a third of the ammo. So if SMGs have like a 40 round clip, you know, a hundred bullets. So you have like, you know, two, two, two and a half to three, you know, mags. And you're going to burn through that really fast if you're busting it out on majors and bosses. But that would be a fun alternative to just, you know, barrel stuffing everyone with high rate of fire shotguns. Because that generally seems to be, you know, the go-to. There's nothing wrong with that. But man, oh man, in a game with tons of weapons and tons of types of weapons, it just seems so unfortunate to not have some... some I, I, lo- I remember using fusions in D1 all the time when I played through uh, the campaign. And now it's just like, I just don't ever feel like they show up. Uh, there's no reason to use them, at least. So, I I don't know, other than that, how you can make SMGs viable in, in, in PvE. Because again, let's say you give me a huge mag or you give me more range, that's still going to be, it's still going to be a pea shooter. It's still going to be a pea shooter. It's not, it's not going to kill fast enough once you get into decently challenging content. It just isn't going to kill fast enough to matter. Uh, you know, I don't mind an SMG in Gambit, and then every single time I pull out a hand cannon, and I'm like, well, this is better, you know, this is doing the job, this is getting the job done better than I was previously doing with the SMG. And I just think that's because there's there's just there's there's a lot of factors at play, uh, agility of the enemies, the the nature of just how effective hand cannons are at stunning and they you know they get good they get really really good just consistent headshot damage on uh the enemies and i swear every time i'm getting harmony every time i'm getting harmony we get swarmed by freaking uh curse thrall and i lose my harmony i'm trying to get servants of the plague kills and every time i get harmony i'm getting swarmed by exploder thrall i didn't get harmony right there either because i guess we filled 100 percent um I hate focusing on bounties because, like, little things frustrate you. You're, like, trying to do, like, the simplest of tasks. Dark Viper, what are your thoughts on adding mechanics like platforming, arc charges, relic passing to boss fights as a DPS check rather than lengthen the fight? Yeah, I mean, you basically had my idea in your question, like I said a little bit ago. Like, I'm just thinking of fights in Wrath of the Machine and how fun they were and how fun it was to run relic in Vogue, you know what I mean? Like, there are so many things to make fights fun challenging and not just a just a dps bath because i i like a good dps bath you know because a good a good strike dps bath is fun you know what i mean you get that boss you know you, you get those good modifiers and man you just burn that sucker down that i don't know that's fun right gamut's supposed to be a battle and it doesn't feel like a battle for that reason i just feel like we're we're cheesing what's supposed to be the most significant part of the fight. People are like, it's not a cheese. I know. I, I mean, I'm using that term pretty loosely. I just feel like we're cheesing what's supposed to be the most difficult part of the fight. We're just, we're basically not really engaging with a boss fight. It's like, I don't know. It's just, the, the, this big old pri. it's called a prime evil. Its name is prime evil. And we kill it faster than, I don't know, probably some of the majors in the game. In the, in the game mode of Gambit. There are probably some majors that outlive and live longer than how long a, a Primeval lives because of the nature of the melt. 
Now, obviously, that's because we're focusing the damage, right? If you focus your... I told you, every time I get Harmony, I get exploded by a Thrall. Um, there wasn't even a Thrall there when I grabbed that. Like, I, don't, I, I feel like they're... I don't know. I feel like they're cheesing me right now. Um, I do not understand this. Mm. They're like escorts. They're like escorts for the Anathema. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, we're going to get this one. He's just going to stand on my thing and die. Four King Ruler. I think Primeval shouldn't be able to be damaged with adds on the plate. Um, You're giving a lot of power to people that are playing from behind because that's, I mean, that's already a problem in general is that people that play from behind have huge advantages because they get to cover the plate. If you could cover the plate and basically cancel damage, um, I don't know. That just seems problematic. Because uh, if we're in the middle of a bake or something, I don't know. We can't, you can't do tier three with two people. I thought it would instance people. That's kind of frustrating. Um, the beautiful non-matchmade endgame content of the blind well that Bungie designed. Uh, yeah, I think this is an overreaction. I, I see where your head's at. Like, oh, we got to stop the melt. We got to stop the melt. If all you have to do is play from behind and be like, think about what that would do. Think about what that would do. Oh, they're, they're melting. You send a blocker or two. It stops damage and you invade. Um, and then you can heal. So, I, yeah, I don't know. You can do tier uh, three with two people. I mean, we can't. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. We were having a hard time just staying alive because of the Exploder Thralls. I, I should have been popping well more often. I mean, I'm not running the right loadout for this. I should be running... Uh, I should be running Phoenix Protocol. So, some of that was my fault. <clears throat> Next question. Silent Service says, I honestly don't have an issue with the first iteration of the game mode. What would be your most important fix to change the next iteration of Gambit. I think at least at a ground level, change the nature of invasion. I think the community is in a lot of agreement that invasion is messed up right now. I really do. I think a lot of people are looking at invasion and they're saying invasion is invasion is is a is a huge, huge sort of hiccup in the game, in the game mode's design. Why? Well, because, and then, and then, like, because Sleeper and Queen Breakers and all these weapons, they're getting, they're getting, like, a massive amount of footing that ordinarily you wouldn't expect them to get. Um, and I think that's where I would set my sights. I think at the very least, if you change the nature of Invasion, you could at least make it so solo queues didn't get completely snowballed. Uh, you could make it to where... Maybe you could come back after a bad after a bad invasion or they had a good invasion because it would be less likely to just go over and get multiple kills or get killed right away. You know what I mean? Because getting killed right away because they can stare at the invasion spawn, that like ruins your invasion and wastes and now that, that wastes your invasion, right? And then, or they, or they or you get a good invasion and get two or three kills. Well, that game's basically freaking over at that point. See what I'm saying? It's just, it's so influential and in, in, in the right, in the hands of the right player, invasion is just so easy. Like, you know, 1k voices against a bunch of dum-dums like, that are just playing, they're just playing to play, and then there's half their team, like, would like to win. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, 
I just don't think that 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 aspect of the game mode's functioning as it should be. It feels way it okay, here's how I want to phrase it. Here's how I want to phrase it. It's really influential and it's really easy and that feels like a mismatch. That feels dissonant to me. So when you get a multi-kill in trials, like if you go back, rewind the clock, and you watch somebody like Crafty or Wish You Luck or somebody get like a double or a triple and they clutch it up, right? That's massively influential over what happens in trials. They just won their card maybe, right? Well, when you compare and contrast that to how influential a good invasion is, which is, which is significantly harder to do and which is significantly easier to do? You basically win win Gambit with a good invasion, and invasion's not hard to do. It's really easy. Oh, but you just said it's really easy to shut down invasion by staring at the invasion points. Yeah, and that's part of the problem, is what could be a really close game between two good teams. If the one good team just stares at invasion points, it's like a sucker punch that you have no audible for. You're like, well, I, they were they were hard scoped on the invasion point. I'm dead. I, I, mean, I guess we're losing this round. And the people are like, well, you learned your lesson. Don't invade. I, so I'm not going to leverage a very valuable mechanic in the game. We got to 25 first, and getting to 25 first avails us the ability to invade first, but we're not going to invade first because they can very easily just stare at the invasion point. That's dumb too. I'm going to let these guys get shots on the, on the, on the servant. See, I'm trying, to be a good, I'm trying to be a good team player because I know people are working on that bounty. It's like you said, the invasion is the most frustrating. Right, we're playing a PvP game mode in this in disguise. The most influential thing in Gambit is invading, and it's also the most easiest thing to do with the right weapons. So. Uh, Ekrat, I'm a fairly new player on PS4, currently gearing up level 539. What would you suggest uh, to do to gear up knowing I like to do Gambit and wouldn't mind raids? That would be the end goal. Um, if you're just gearing up and you don't... What would you... Uh, gearing up knowing that I, I like to do Gambit but wouldn't mind raids. I mean, Gambit's not a bad gear up um, when there's milestones or powerful powerful ingrams. I mean, the best way to gear up is to do milestones. Like, this this question is easily answered. Like, there's not a lot of thought to put in this answer, honestly. Just do your milestones. There's no shortcuts. There's no secrets. Do your milestones or run raids. That's pretty much it. That's how you level up in this game. Leveling up in this game is not something you can, like, take shortcuts or you know, do faster. We got two wells of radiance. This is hilarious and beautiful at the same time. Uh, Marcel Levine says, how would you feel about Nightfall loot curated roles coming exclusive perks like Magnificent Hal and should old Nightfall loot be able to drop with random roles? I mean, the first part of your question is literally from my curated roles talk. My curated roles video, I said just that. That Nightfall, you know, curated roles is one of the easiest places I could see them putting a a, 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 a p- specific perk kind of like they did kind of like they did with the four times a charm on the warden's law four times a charm on the warden's law is supposed to be is supposed to be like a unique perk on that gun because it shoots two bullets at the same time and presently it's not registering the crit as two crits and it should I don't know if they're going to retool the weapon, but until they do, it's never going to be that interesting of a gun. It's just going to be a hard-hitting 110. Um, That can roll with Rampage Outlaw, so maybe it is worth using. I don't know. 
uh, so yeah now the second part of your question should the old nightfall loot be able to drop with random rolls i would be okay with this mainly because it'd be cool to go for a duty bound or a dfa and try to get random rolls on them i i i think i said that whenever we were first chasing some of the nightfall rewards because ever whenever it's old loot in the nightfall you're like who the frick cares right i don't care about the dfa now i don't care about the duty bound now but I, I might if they were if they were suddenly given random rolls, right? That would be a rejuvenation of the content. That would be a huge rejuvenation of the content. So I would love to see I would love to see them do that. I think that's an easy, easy request too. I don't think that's a difficult request to to grant. It's only a couple of weapons anywhere. Uh, Ozzy Mandia, I feel like the moat collection is a little mundane compared to the excitement of the invasions and the swings while Primeval is present and those instances when the teams don't insta-burn. What do you think about complete elimination of the moat collection in favor of much larger health pool the Primeval? Well, no, I mean, you're just creating a whole new game mode at that point. I mean, are we just going to call it boss killer? I mean, you're just going in and killing a boss. I think the moat collection is good. Go kill enemies efficiently. Do you have a Phoenix Protocol Well of Radiance? Do you have a Do you have an Orpheus Rig Tether? Because if you do, those are great ways to melt enemies and and get your super back and on to the next area. Right? Creating moats really really quickly sometimes literally turns the tide of the game because you're you're able to you're able to crank through what the other team is kind of slow walking. Um, we can't hurt him because the guy who killed the anathema, I think, may have died. Um, and I didn't get harmony from that anathema. So yeah, I don't, I don't think the game. And this is again, is is an overswing. It's like when people say, "Oh, just, just, uh, just, just nerf this gun, just nerf that gun." I just feel like those are such simplistic overswings. This is like a complex overswing. Like you're trying to completely change the nature of the game mode to just be a boss fight. And I don't think that that's the answer. I think the boss fight could be retooled so it's more of a, you know, more of a, uh, a big, huge end and a big, huge climax instead of what it is presently. Uh, what it is presently is like a two-second fight once the boss is out, you know, in the right hands. And I think that is a, uh, that's a problem. So... And Blind Well, I mean, if you watch my Blind Well review, like, you can see, like, this is unique content. These are fun fights. This is different. Like, you really don't have fights like this anywhere else in Destiny. And, man, I would love a reason to be in here uh, more often because I love the I love the, the chaining of your harmony and the damaging the bosses and people all fighting together and stacking supers and stuff. It's really, really cool. Um... And right now, it's just, you just come in basically to get your... Only problem with 1K voices is that right there. Like, when it's basically just, like, everybody's stacked up on each other, you shoot somebody's back, and then it kills you. Next question. I love D2 right now from Artump. Two months in and no complaining, but was this update to Fist Exotics too late? It seems like a major oversight. I agree the drop rate. Uh, I agree with the drop rate, but we've been through this before. By the way... Uh, first three exotics this week already ones I old ones I already have love the game not gonna stop playing yeah other people are having a whole lot better luck um, with the drop rate of the new exotics so I don't know if it was too late I I think sometimes Bungie knows what they're doing they're really really good at staggering relevancy 
Uh, and all oh, these guys are throwing these these balls and not charging them up. If you charge them up, it, it'll it'll do way more than that. Um, we right here, bud. Right here. Throw it to me. There you go. So if you're not if you've not seen the heroic blind well before, you have to charge these balls up and then throw them at the boss, and then they'll take damage. Mm -hmm. And then you just meld them. See what I'm saying? Like, that right there is a more complex fight than the final stage of Gambit. And you're always oh, a heroic blind well. Yeah, but still, I mean, it took it actually took some time and some thought and some movement. Mac 2099. Here's an idea for the change in the boss mechanic for Gambit. Have the boss show up at 25 modes. Have him have no envoys at first. His health bar is four sections with each tied to every 25 moats banked. At 75, the envoys show, and the boss is at one quarter health, and would still require coordination to melt. Um, again, I think you're just trying to change the entire fabric of the game mode, and I don't know if that's the right way to go. Uh, we need three more of the servants and then we got to go do patrols and the ascendant challenge i just don't i think that's just an over i think that's an overswing i just think you're overswinging when you completely change the entire game mode i like what you've come up with i think that's an interesting idea that the, the boss is out like the entire time from the very beginning um but again with the the ability to melt i mean what's going to keep people from melting him right What's going to get people to, to, to getting to 75 and just, or getting to 74 and being like, ah, just kill him. Don't bring the envoys out, you know? There's a there's a lot there that would be need to be tuned. I think there's too much there that need to be tuned. We already have a game mode that needs a lot of tuning. That would basically be a whole new game mode. In Flames, how do you feel about giving each player a fixed amount of heavy at the beginning of a gamut round? You can use it for invasion. You can use it on the boss. Risk versus reward. I think the issue, heavy can drop like candy or can drop not at all, making it hard to counter or easy to use. Right, like sometimes we have guys come over, they shoot a couple queen breakers or sleeper shots, and we're like, ha, look at all that ammo they used. And then the same person invades again, and then they have, they still have heavy. And it's like, oh, they must have gotten heavy to drop. They didn't get that. Like the heavy doesn't drop that often. You don't get heavy every time there's an invade up, right? You only get a couple of shots. You got to kind of have to manage the ammo, especially now that they've, they've nerfed how much the sleeper's getting. Now, the nerf to sleeper, originally I thought was going to have an influence because like, oh, you don't have as much ammo. But as soon as people catch on to the melting point, blade barrage melt, you don't need your power ammo to kill the boss. So really what ends up happening is there's a lot of RNG with power ammo some a team that gets a lot of power ammo to drop on the ground is going to be able to invade and prevent invades a lot better than a team that's getting none. So I do like this idea. I like this feedback of like, if you want to blow all your heavy right at the beginning to clear ads to try to get a jump start on this team, because you know they're either maybe they're better at melting, maybe they're better at invading, and you're doing everything you can to get ahead well i mean you could go over and if everybody uses rockets you could clear an entire section i mean almost instantaneously especially if you've got a rigs tether you rigs tether everybody and share damage you know on some rockets that section would be completely destroyed and then you'd be able to you'd be able to very very quickly um advance to that first invade which is great i mean that's 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 the that's the beginning part that's so such an important part um that I think a lot of people then would see as 
oh, we actually have an answer to this team. This team's really aggressive. This team's really good at invading. Well, you know, whatever the case may be. And then you'd be able to have some kind of strategic answer. Because when I, dude, we've literally won games before because power ammo dropped on the plate. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to kill him. They're melting. And then a power brick drops at my feet. And it's like, you hear that angel song, like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, look at that. Pick it up, reload my 1K, rip off two shots, and we win. And without that, we weren't going to be able to kill fast enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's pure RNG. That's not us playing better. That wasn't us doing something. That wasn't me scrambling and using a super or even aim, right? There, there was literally nothing I contributed to that other than paying the frick attention and then shooting my super, my very easy to use super. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, my very easy to use heavy on the... Uh, on the boss because it ain't that hard to use 1k I mean if we're honest it's a, it's a very very easy to use weapon Bondry Senior uh, hi Lono would it make sense to make a default weapon for gambit invasions like I have a riven relic like you would just automatically equip that when you go through the portal man oh man this is another really really good idea that 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 Bungie could try just because then you can see I really like this actually um because then you're making it about mastering that type of invasion and if that weapon ends up being too strong where is the harmony dude i swear is somebody coming behind me and snaking the harmony like i i'm not getting the harmony on those anathema kills like why is that happening that's multiple times now like i'm standing right where he died there we go there's some harmony thank you for working right video game uh yeah i like this because then then it's not about like oh which weapon's too strong which weapon's broken they can tweak the relic to work within the confines of you know you make the relic work within the confines of invasion okay well this relic is too strong and here's why you know, it's combined with the wall hack. It's just too strong. So then you can adjust the fire rate of it. You could adjust the weapon. You, you could adjust, you know, the you could adjust how much ammo it has when you go over. You could adjust its lethality. And you're not messing with any weapons in the game. Right? Because I know a lot of the times, like, that's the pivot we make. Like, oh, it's all about the weapons. It's all about the weapons. Gambit's its own game mode. Like, why do you have to be able to invade and, like, use your... You know, why do you have to be able to use your weapons? Uh, Matt gifting us up to Baudry Sr. Thank you for doing that. So yeah, I'm digging this idea from Baudry Sr. about invading and then like, watch out, an invader's coming over and he's got the relic, you know, and then you you still have that like, oh, the teams are trying to, to stop. I still think invade places like the invade spawns need to be more random. It is, it still would be really easy for somebody to be like, oh, we don't need to really worry about invasion because Frank here just grabs the power and just watches the the invade spots. Let some, somebody else can take it that might need the bounty so they still need to change that as well Bower Socks, what, uh, would a boss mechanic similar to the blind well or some of the strikes be fun it would, it would, like what if different maps had different mechanics remember what I said, it was like, man we, we, we won like 19 games in a row, we didn't do anything different, we not once had to do anything different, well that that's not true if different maps have different bosses and if different maps have different bosses then there's different mechanics Right? What are you going to do with the meatball? What are you going to do with the butthole? I mean, he can still show up randomly, and you just got to deal with that. Those boss, those mechanics are, are unique to the fight, and it doesn't matter what map you're on, like the little mini shields and stuff that grab hold of him. 
that could be cool too that would add some diversity like oh man it's this map you know oh maybe not even the map just the enemies themselves oh it's it's the hive oh it's the scourge uh the scourge scourge what do they call it the the anyway the you know it's the it's the fallen it's the cabal and then that enemy you know type has a completely different uh way of fighting so yeah I really want to see invading and boss fights pivot away from pivot away from damage and supers because then that would be more about like can you chain your supers to quickly deal with all of the ads and quickly get to the 25 so that you can do all the things required of you and not just cheese the boss fight with blade barrage and melting point or you know just use all of your power ammo on an invader or when you invade I'm chaining my harmony onto the next guy. Yeah. Next question from uh, Keltech. What if the Primeval Slayer buff was removed? See, Primeval Slayer buff being removed, what benefit is there then to calling your Primeval early? Like, what? What? It, what's the? What's the, the reasoning to do that? You know, do you do it because you're? you're just going to try to win the race and clear your platform. Well, again, two good teams playing each other and a team playing from behind, the good team playing from behind really leverages covering your platform. And then all they've got to do is while you're messing with all the crap they sent and the invader they sent, they clear their envoys and then they bake. Now, baking wouldn't be as fast without the buff, right? You wait for the two or three times buff and then the blade barrage melting point bake is possible it's not necessarily possible when it's not necessarily possible when you're dealing with an actual you know health bar of the boss because the freaking the freaking uh the buff just completely removes the health bar of the boss like it's like it's, it's like not an issue you just basically dominate him with damage because you're getting you're getting a buff Instead of instead of it being just an actual fight, and I, I I don't necessarily know if if that's the fix though. I don't want the I don't want the fight to just take longer because you're still gonna you're still gonna get to a place where people are just like saying this is the way you bake. You're still it's still gonna be a baking fest if there's no mechanics if there's no relics, even if you take away the Slayer buff. Mac 2099. What about this idea? Increase boss's health, not too much. Only damage the boss with your super. Each time you kill an envoy, everyone gets their super back. Each envoy is tied to one of the three bosses' health. Uh, the other change um, is that the envoys would be located at the three enemy spawn points instead of the boss platform. Oh, so you'd have to go and kill them? I you're kind of in the ballpark of where we're going but with blade barrage everybody would just use blade barrage can you imagine like because again melting point oh you can't damage him with melting point okay we don't need melting point wait for slayer buff 2 everybody everybody just blade barrages but then he's dead and that's the end of it Defunk, few questions. One, should all bosses have mechanics? Some people struggle to get pub events heroic after a year. Uh, Going off the first idea, should there be an opt-in heroic boss so people can choose to run a harder version for more loot since it's a loot game? Now, that could be coming with Joker's Wild. Uh, That could 100% be coming with Joker's Wild. I think. Like like an opt-in, like a heroic version that's harder and then the rewards are better or whatever. 
Now, to your first question, this is actually a fair question. I think T-Funk's actually kind of on to something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, people people struggle with with basic things. You know, they they don't they don't they don't know how to make a heroic event public. Okay, the mechanics don't have to be that difficult. All right, if you look at the boss, and he's got a white shield, and then three relics appear in the room, like there's like a white orb, you know. And, and, and Drifter's like, hey man, you gotta go get that relic if you want to damage the prime evil. And then you're like, oh, I gotta go grab the relic if I want to damage the prime evil. Then you go and you grab it. Or if the boss suddenly has like a white beam shield going off into the corner of the room, and you have to go use, you know, SIVA charges that you grab, or like the ones we grab, where you charge them by throwing them back and forth, and you gotta blow up the shield generator. The reason making public events heroic or difficult is because the mechanics are hidden, Right? They don't know to shoot the glimmer, the glimmer thing on the ground. They don't know to shoot the blight with the with the taken the taken um, uh, curse or whatever it's called. They don't know to grab the orbs off of the walker and then go put them on the thing. Those are kind of hidden. But if it's like the, if the boss has a white shield and there's some relic that's being highlighted on the map or you're being told about it, or there's a white beam of a shield going to a shield generator, that that's not a hidden mechanic. It's like oh. Go over there and see what's over there. Oh, there's these balls around it. Boom, they hit it with the ball. Oh, nice. Oh, if we throw it back and forth, it's just like the ones in that mission where it gets stronger the more you throw it back and forth and we can take out the shield generator, you know, really, really fast. Like, oh, there's cannons over here. Oh, there's swords over here. Yeah, I don't... I think this is a good question, but I also think it's it's sort of... It's sort of a, 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 a a misplaced parallel. I do think this is an important point to make, though, when coming up with the mechanics. You wouldn't want them to be too difficult, or solo queuing would make you want to pull your hair out more than it does now. If it's pretty simple as the ones I just outlined, I don't think it would be that difficult for people to, to sort it out. Um, in general, I, I think uh, I think people are pretty good at sorting out mechanics when there's a big giant um, thing on their screen telling them about it. So... Slapping knife. Other than the pacing of the invades and the suggested changes to boss mechanics, are there any other changes to invade mechanics you would like to see? Yeah, I mean, the the the, the ability to just see through walls at all times is one of the more highlighted problems. Um, mainly because it makes weapons like Sleeper and Queen Breakers so strong. People are always like, oh, you gotta be good to use the Queen Breakers. I don't think so. I disagree. Um, the amount of people that use queen breakers and gets, you know, two, three, and sometimes four kills is, is really high. I think I've been hit by it once and blinded because I was like mid jump and the guy took a shot at me. I think very rarely do people come in with queen breakers and struggle to use it because again, the wall hacks are constant. I think one of the best suggestions for wall hacks is that it pulses. If it pulses and you can't, you can't always see them, then that would fix it. So, I don't have a problem with Sleeper, Queen Breakers, or Thousand Voices. Those weapons in the hand of somebody that can literally see through the walls all the time, that's, to me, where the main problem lies. Because you're basically dealing with a weapon that in any other circumstances of a player versus player engagement doesn't have that level of advantage, and for good reason. Like, let's just be honest for a second, man. If there was the ability to use the Sleeper that way in Trials in year one i mean it would have been it would have been game breaking because you could basically just watch through the wall wait for somebody to peek and then when they peek 
you're like, go, just boom, dead, insta-killed, like, zero skill required. Same with the Queen Breakers. Like, that's one of the problems with these weapons, right? In the hands of even a decent player, these weapons are so easy to use with wall hacks. So, so easy to use with wall hacks. So, and the aim assist is generous? Yeah, when people are like, oh, it's it's hard to use Queen Breakers, I'm like, dude, no. The aim assist on that thing is doing a lot of the legwork for you. And now they've just made now they've just made sleeper weaker in PvE. So the God Killer, my baby, my one of my favorite weapons of all time in Destiny, is now weaker because they wanted to help out Gambit. Like freaking eye roll. Uh, next question, Death Starfish. Good morning, Lono. I personally enjoy Gambit a lot. It's fun to grind for me. I think the rewards are a little low. I want them to be a way to get the guns. No god rolls, but just to be able to go grind for the weapons. Oh, I've been super frustrated by that. I mean, I reset my rank, and I'm all the way to Mythic, and I haven't got a single, not a single parcel of Stardust. I have done a significant amount of Gambit. Not as much as others, but still, I can't get one parcel. Um, so, I would love to see... Uh, I would love to see there be a more intentional way to grind for those weapons, you know, maybe, maybe do things in the game. Like, Hey, if you kill HVTs, they're the ones that have a chance to drop the parcel. Uh, if you kill blockers, they have a chance to drop the, the auto rifle. I don't know. Um, things like that. You could do things like that. So you could say, Hey, I really want to get the parcel. Can you guys let me, anytime there's an HVT, can you like, you let me get shots on the HVT? You know, things like that could be good. Because then you would play a little bit differently. You don't want things like that to break the game mode, though. Like like they did in, you know, uh, Year 1 Titanfall. Year 1 Titanfall became really problematic. The only way to roll over your prestige was to play in, like, really, really specific ways. And so you had to, like, do really, really weird challenges. And, and gameplay just broke down. Like, once people got to certain ranks of prestige, they weren't even playing the game modes to play the game modes. They were playing the game modes to, like, work on prestige. So you wouldn't want people going in and be like, well, I'm grinding for parcel. I don't care about X, Y, and Z. And they're like, they're an anchor on your team because all they care about is parcel. Um, I don't know. Or or bring back kind of what they did uh, in the end of in the end of uh, D1 where you get a package and can ask for something. I mean, I would love to just, I don't need, maybe when you're trying to get the armor for the full set, you just keep asking for armor. But after then, you're like, I don't want any of the armor. I really want a parcel. So you just keep asking for guns to at the very least only pull from that, uh, that pool of, of items. And then maybe you really, really want a pair of gauntlets for Gambit that, you know, have a certain role on them. You think they look dope. You could just keep asking for armor and try and get that. Titan, do you think having one invade at 2550 and when prime spawns would fix the problem? Three invasions total per round. Um, eternal invasions on like when the primeval is out is certainly frustrating at times, especially when a team plays from behind. Um, but again, I can kind of see where you're going with this. You get one invasion once the primeval's out, and you gotta you gotta know when to pull that ripcord. Because right now, what a lot of teams do, and the reason this works so well for our strategy is, they just immediately invade. And then you once they're gone, then you melt the boss. Now, again, this is why good, good players expose bad mechanics. A good player can just invade, and then invade, and then invade, and then invade when they're playing from behind. And there's almost no, there's like no detriment to that. 
than just playing from behind and invading like crazy because you can just keep pestering the team and getting kills while I mean three people it's not that hard for three people to do everything else that's needed to be done and you just keep invading um so it seems it seems really advantageous to those playing from behind to always be able to invade non-stop and again you'd have to use your invades more strategically it would be more of that emergency like they're melting we need to hurry up uh, we need to hurry up and, and get I didn't realize another ogre spawn I thought we were waiting for mission complete um, can't really go for a res on that many ads but <laughs> master zonk what do you think about only being able to invade once until everyone on the team has gone once no I don't like this this feels like an overcorrection I like the idea of having somebody built for invasion and they're your invader I think that's fun I think being like nah man you only get one invade you you you, you gotta wait for all of us to invade think about that what that would do to t- to, to, to randoms that they never invade then you, they can basically just ruin your experience right nah man I don't want to invade I'm never gonna invade great now nobody else can invade cause dum dum over here won't invade ever see what I'm saying case Jacob do you think increasing the amount of possible invasion spawn points would be a good idea Oh, no, yeah, it needs to be far more random. It needs to be far more random. This mission is kind of stupid with the spawns. Like, I don't know why it spawned me a thousand years back and then it respawned all the ads, so I died reading a question like, I, thanks, Bungie. Great great design work there. Uh, Laughing Knight. Do you think the Gambit experience would benefit from having your teammates' moats displayed in a counter beneath your own? Information's available, but maybe difficult for the average player to keep track of. Right, because if I'm sitting at five and my buddy's sitting at four and there's a moat over there close to us, I'm not going to go for it, right? I'm not going to go for it. I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it. And then it's doing a turn back. I don't understand. How are we supposed to get to the boss if we're getting turned back? Like, again, good game design, Bungie. Like, how are we supposed to get in there and help T-Funk fight? What are y'all doing? Um, yeah, I think putting moat display on, on there so people could see it would be great. Um, so this mission's broken if you die in the boss room. Congrats, Bungie. Like, good job. Uh, Razor Ghost... Uh, Razor Ghost Particle. I like the idea of a way of risk-rewarding heavy ammo, but limiting it kill it, it kills gear perks. What about when you die invading you drop heavy oh I don't know if that would fix anything most people are coming over with two or three shots of heavy and if they take one or two shots you're going to have them drop like I don't know a single shot of heavy um that doesn't that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like it's going to change much um I got enhanced rocket launcher reloader but then I got linear fusion scavenger and shotgun scavenger, but doesn't it doesn't pair with either of the reload perks? That's kind of a bummer. Um, we'll lock that though because it's six hundred. Master Zonk, how about heavy is only available on the other side? What? No. Because then you're going to invade, and uh, people would just invade and use supers. Then I guess. Or they have to use their primary. The problem with invading is, is if you don't, and this is this is why it's a two-edged sword here. Okay, it's a bit of a two-edged sword, and I'll tell you why. Um, if you go over and have to face four people, 
and your only means okay your only means of doing damage is to go find the heavy or pop your super all right see you later nitro you're probably just going to pop your super or if you try to use your primary you're going to die you're just going to get team shot unless you're playing against some total trash cans Usually if you're trying to win with your your primary or your secondary, people that come over and do that, we usually just kill them. Now, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll catch you off guard because like an enemy pop, like punches you and pops you out from your hiding spot, and then they shoot you and you're really, really weak. But I don't think, I don't think that that's the answer. I don't think making invasion significantly harder is the choice, because here's the thing. We're operating against two challenges. It's really easy for a good player to prevent invasion by staring at the invasion points with really, really easy to use weapons. I mean, there are people that literally hard scope the invasion points and shoot you as soon as you get in uh, with a sniper. Like they don't even actually need to aim. They literally just shoot you as soon as you come in Um, because they know exactly where they are. Like as soon as they know you have an invasion, like that's going to be soon, they just get in position and just stare at the invasion. Uh, points now that doesn't mean they're going to get it right you know there's random spots that you could be in but on some maps if they're all on the same side it usually you know invades you further away so you don't want to make invasion harder but you don't also want to leave invasion where it is because there's certain things about invasion that are just way too easy there's elements of invasion that are too easy and they're shutting down invasion that's too easy like both things need to be looked at because leveraged by good players it's game ruining and the game is decided again within the first 60 seconds a lot of the times Jeritol, hi Lono, what about having some type of handicaps for gambit matches like you have to in Nightfalls? I mean, modifiers and handicaps are fine, but I don't know if they have their place in a game where you matchmake and have to play with other solo players. Um, strikes aren't necessarily as big of a deal. Uh, strikes aren't necessarily as big of a deal. So, but I, I think gambit, it could be really, really frustrating. Um... So, auto loading quick draw and impact casing that's not bad I don't know if this I don't know if this is any good though the high impact frame rocket launcher um I don't know where ascendant is t-funk so if you want to go to it if you want to go to its location I'll just come uh I'll just follow wherever you're going Seston this has probably already been suggested but why not start receiving a primeval slayer buff after killing the wizards that's when it does show up also, I think the team behind should not start with a couple of stacks. Thoughts? No, they shouldn't get any stacks at all. They should get no stacks. Until they kill their envoys, right? This idea that, like, we kill uh, we kill our envoys and get a buff, and then we kill some ads, we stop the invader, and now we got, like, a two or three, and then people that play from behind then also get a buff. I just fundamentally disagree with that as a rubber band mechanic listen if you want to do a catch-up mechanic how about this i've suggested this before why not say they pulled out their primeval your enemies are going to get harder now guardian and then there's more hvts in the area so you can quickly grab moats and catch back up right that's not too bad that kind of gives them a kick in the pants it's still challenging right like they're not you're not just handing them moats they're stronger enemies that you know they're gonna have to be intelligent because if there's more hvts and you're not paying attention you get your head taken off you know you got to have awareness but then you could you could potentially crank out the needed remaining you know moats and and go slam them in now i think i think that when you do that you want to say that they can't send blockers anymore 
because I think sending blockers when playing from behind is incredibly stupid, and if you're going to equip them to do it really fast with HVTs in their area, then that, that again, you'd have to do more tweaking. Listen, we, we feel like a, a better catch-up mechanic would be HVTs once the Primeval's out, so you can quickly bank, you know, catch get those moats, bank, and catch back up. However, since there's no more banking, there's no more blocking. You're not going to send blockers over. Because in our mind, like, and again, Bungie may not agree with me on this, but in my mind, once the bank is gone, you're not sending blockers. You're sending freaking gigantic, frustrating, you know, headaches. It's like a big old, a big old ogre shows up. And I mean, he's a nightmare once the primeval's out. He's an absolute nightmare. I did not realize it was this one. I'm dead immediately. Awesome. So... But, but again, I think you can have I think you can have catch-up mechanics that don't ruin the spirit of a close game. And presently, that's what I think playing from behind in the hands of a good team does. I just think it ruins the spirit of a close game. Close games should be really intense. It should feel like it comes down to like, oh, they had a good invasion, dude. Yeah, we're done. Like, good they, that guy made a good play, you know? Now, you have to make invasion harder, right? You wouldn't want it to come down to that either. Like, dude, invasion's so easy. He invaded with a 1K, knew where all of us were, and he, and he, and he triple team, he killed, you got a triple, you got a triple kill, right? You wouldn't want that to be the determining factor with invasion in its current state, because invasion's just too, too strong. Um, so, if you're, if you're going to have those really, really close games, be more respected, um, cause I think they deserve to be more respected rather than tampered with by catch-up mechanics. Then you re- definitely want to make sure that invasion isn't so easy. Uh, any thoughts on the next Hunter Vanguard? Uh, no, I don't think we're going to get one. Squishy Titan. Should moats be, uh, should moats give a buff to damaging invaders? That would give another incentive to actually collect 15 rather than 10 or less. This is really similar to kind of an off-the-cuff idea I had on the Rageless Roundtable. I was like, what if every what if every blocker level you you took more damage from an invader? So when you had 10 or 15, you were a lot harder to kill. You know? So I go over and I hit some guy with 15 who's and I hit him and I hit him with 1k voices, and he doesn't die. Right? I might not try to kill him. I might go in and be like, you know what? I'm probably better off going for the guys with fives and tens. You know, lower numbers. Like you get a little bit of a a little bit of a damage, you know, resistance the more moats you have. So then, like, it's not so easy to literally turn the game. Like the the entire tide of the game gets turned. Um, Now you doing more damage to the invader because you have moats. That could work too, because then it's like, well, now I have a fighting chance. I'm gonna try and shoot this guy. I'm gonna two tap with the malfeasance as I'm carrying 15 moats. That would be another sort of soft incentive to say, hey, you you aren't just gonna go in and like and and, and quickly deal with a 15 with a 15 moat person like they're nothing. They're gonna be strong, you know. They're gonna give you a a, a run for your a run for your money. Um, I'm not doing the eggs, T-Funk. I don't give a crap about that kind of stuff. So I'm just I'm just going up. Um, oh, is it lore? Okay, I'll do the lore. That's fine. H-Mong, did they nerf Sleeper in PvE? I recall the change would only be for Gambit. Um, I hate stuff like this for that reason. 
the aim assist on sleeper, I'm pretty sure was everywhere. Um, I don't think they can make a gun do less aim assist uh, just in Gambit. I don't think that's a thing. The only thing they did that was just in Gambit was you get less ammo from the thing. Like, when you go grab ammo, you get less of it now just to limit, like, when you're going over, you're not going to have, I think it was down to two shots from four or something like that. Um, so. So close to the top. Don't want to fall. Really frustrating. I don't like stuff like this. There's so many cheesy ways to fall. Like when you're on a slant and you jump backwards, you know, stuff like that. Um, all right, we made it. Next question. What if the invader's health, uh, what if the invader's death timer is longer if they die while invading? Oh, I don't know if that would help or hurt too much. Cause again, people that just stare at the invader port, you know, the invader, um, spots would ruin, like you're, you'd get, you'd have that initial bad invade and then you'd be done. Right. Oh, I invaded. Oh, he was watching the part. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm out for 30 seconds now, you know? you're out for 30 seconds, I mean, you're going to have a really, really hard time, um, you know, you're going to have a really hard time bouncing back because of that, you know? So, because, because, like, you got to think about how easy, again, like, when, this is, this is why I say there's huge design flaws in the game, right? Huge design flaws in the game, because you come up with a solution that might actually be, like, a decent solution, and what ends up happening, you create more problems. You create more problems. Because now all of a sudden people are like, dude, if I invade and get killed right away, we're, we we lost. Like, you're still doing the same thing. You're putting everything on that initial invade, almost even more so. Well, people would be less likely to invade. I mean, maybe. Um, sorry, I had to sneeze there. Uh, PSN Tamer says... Uh, this might have been suggested, but what about if one person gets randomly chosen to invade? Again, bad idea, because with randoms, they might be like, I'm not going to invade, or they might be not be paying attention. That I don't think that's a good idea either. I think having it where you choose to invade, you invade, you go over, you know, that would be, that would be, that would be huge, I think. Because like people just wouldn't invade, and then you'd ne- you'd have this idiot just running around like I'm not going to invade, I'm not going to invade, and then could potentially ruin the game for people. I mean, people do it now, right? People do it now. People invade with with moats. They in- they literally invade with moats and like ruin your and ruin your experience. They go over with ten moats and then they die, and you're like, thanks, thanks, bud, you know. Oh, th- this guy got chose to invade and he's never going to freaking do it. And then you're all standing around getting angry. <laughs> you know? So, next question, T-Funk. Do you think we should be able to steal the other side's heavy? Uh, it's a pretty big risk going into the open. Or should your team get a buff 
or heavy for defending other guardians. No, I don't think something like this is needed. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it would help in any significant way. Um, so no, I don't think you should be able to steal the enemy's heavy. Uh, what sort of considerations would make sense for balancing the invade mechanic? On the one hand, it needs to be strong, considering it's 1v4. On the other hand, where do you draw the line? Example, Hunter Invis doesn't seem to infect invaders' wall hacks. No, I get killed all the time when I'm when I'm invis. They, I mean, they, they don't have a problem seeing me. I, I mean, that happened numerous times yesterday. Now, I know you can still kind of see Guardians when, when, you know, they're invis, but... I legit got killed numerous times while invis uh, from invaders. So we've touched on this enough. I think a pulsing wall hack, I think would be a good try. Something good to try. Joe Henry Mayfield about removing the invasion mechanic and made the uh, other boxes more effective and smarter blockers become the PVP aspect. Uh, no, no, because again, again, you're, the the nature the nature of gambit is it's supposed to be a pvp pve combined event the minute you remove the pvp from it it's just yeah it's one team against another team but th- there's just not going to be a whole lot of anything going on it's literally just bank go melt bank go melt and so then you're just that's that's all you're doing why do you think i'm criticizing the game so much that's basically all we're doing now that is all we're doing now you bank, you race a 25, you melt. That's it. And the person who banks the 25 and invades first has an enormous advantage, right? And then the only way that really swings back in the other direction is if they get sucker punched by somebody camping the invade spot and then they die and then they have a bad first invade. Well, now that, you know, the tide turned the tide turned the other direction against them. You know? So now they're they're the ones that just had the bad for the bad start and now they're going to lose. Everything, everything is so linked to that opening, opening part. That's the problem. It's a PvP game in disguise. We don't want to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't be like, well, just get rid of PvP in general, because that's that's like not a, I don't know, that's not Gambit at that point. You're just playing a, you're just playing Moat Stuffer, Moat Stuffer Baker at that point. Stuff as many moats as you can in this box and just bake the idiot that comes out and the other team can't do anything. Now, you could make it less PvP-oriented and make it feel more like Tetris when you're playing Tetris against somebody else. Not like competitive Tetris where they're trying to get points, but competitive Tetris where... I don't know if there's competitive Tetris for this. But, like, where you get a bunch and it sends stuff to the other side and makes it really hard. Like, you could make it feel more like that. So the PvP aspect is in the strategy of sending blockers. But then you're dependent on blockers to do the work for you. And, you know, Orpheus Rig Tethers could, you know, nullify the entire thing. Because an Orpheus Rig Tether would basically mean anything that, in, anything that gets sent over is just immediately done away with and tethered and then dead. So then you're not really dealing with uh, any any PvP aspects. You're just dealing with basically a again, just like a te- a weird version of Destiny Tetris. And I'm not necessarily against that, but I definitely think that wouldn't be as fun. I think the intensity, I think the intensity is important. Like Gambit has an intense feel, but I feel like the intensity gets lost in the frustration of the game's basically over in the first 60 seconds. You know, you're not actually, you're not actually having a, a knockdown drag out fight. You're having a blitz in the first minute. And once that blitz is over the game, the game is largely already determined. Like the outcome of the game is largely determined. So 
Uh, Savior Fred, some of what you have mentioned reminds me of D1 Prison of Elders. If Bungie mixed in some of the elements of prison, disarm mines, collect moats, for example, plus uh, the different mechanics for the boss fights, do you think that would stop the invade spawn farming because you have to do more on your side uh, of the battle and can't just necessarily spawn camp? I mean... Generally, the reason people spawn camp is it's not it, it's not that hard to see when there's going to be an invade. It's not that hard to see when there's going to be an invade. So generally, that's why people just camp the they just camp the the invade spots. They just look at them. Now you're saying, what if we were required to do a whole lot more, like in Prison of Elders? Wouldn't that make it harder to do? Yeah, maybe. Like if you spawned four mines that people all had to stand on then they wouldn't be able to camp those spots, you know? That might be a pretty good idea. Like, okay, once people are within five of the of the invade, each side gets mines that have to be stood on, you know? Well, if each side's got four mines that have to be stood on, that's kind of stupid, right? Nobody's going to invade. They're going to dismantle the mines, and then they're going to invade. So again, it gets complicated. It's like if you're trying to create new mechanics to hurt invasion you may just overcomplicate it. Like, you're asking randoms and casuals to stand on mines and do things that they might not do, you know? So again, I just think the nature of invasion itself needs looked at. Because if you make the game too complicated, you're going to make invasion more troublesome than it already is because then the people are going to be like, well, this idiot won't go stand on a mine, so now we're all either going to die or get debuffed, and then the invader is going to come over and have his way with us. Azuma Kazuma. Why not something cool? First invade, you come in as an annoying small ad. Second invade, medium. Third invade, you're a huge ad with a lot of health. Only three invades make it fun. You could definitely do something like that. This is kind of in line with, I like the person that submitted the idea about you invade. It was Baudry Sr., I think. You invade with a relic, and you have to use that relic to get your to get your, your kills. And then that's easier for Bungie to that's easier for Bungie to balance because then they have to balance the relic and how it in, interacts with invasion. And now they're not trying to balance every weapon that may show up from here until the end of Destiny. You know, like every weapon from here until the end of Destiny is potentially going to be strong and make Gambit a freaking headache. If invasion wasn't based off of or influenced by those weapons. But if it was its own, if it was its, you know, had its own invasion weapon, that could be cool too. Hmong, do you see potential PVE only mode of Gambit? What about a modifier to encourage different loadout? Um, I don't like modifiers or curated loadouts that make people not use their pinnacle gear. Notice, I'm not, I'm not targeting gear. When I say melting point, uh, the melting point blade barrage bake, I never once say that those things need nerfed. What do I say? change the nature of the boss fight so they can't do that or make it so they can't like that's less effective they can still run that loadout and 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 try to make that loadout work but at a ground level if the if the fight changes you know they're they're gonna have to either go grab scorch cannons receive a charges or whatever because right now it's like they 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 don't have to do any of that they're able to just use that loadout and that's totally fine you don't want to nerf those loadouts. Those loadouts are fun in other environments. Those loadouts are fun 
in uh, you know in a nightfall. Those loadouts are fun in the raid, and you take that away from people, and you're overreaching, like messing with sleeper aim assist, or you know what if they oh make sleeper weaker or whatever. Like none of that is what anybody wanted because that's an overreach. You know we don't want to we do not want to overreach because that's when the game starts to feel like one side of it is hurting the other, which we've been dealing with for four years. The PvP side feels like it messes up the PvP side or limits the PvP side, and that frustrates people. Understandably so. Like, wow, this weapon was cool until everybody in PvP got upset. You know, well, aren't you the guy asking for an Ikelos shotgun nerf? <laughs> well. I'm not asking for an Ikelos shotgun nerf. I'm asking for the Ikelos shotgun to function within the hierarchy that it exists, because it isn't. It's an exotic gun in disguise, and that's a problem. And there's also a complete lack of motivation to run other energy weapons also in the kinetic slot. There's no weapon diversity at all. We're all running year one loadouts in a DLC that was supposed to bring random rolls and an injection of life for endgame pursuits. And it didn't do that because they wanted to, quote unquote, respect the grind of the players that, you know, that, that invested lots of time. While I think that's 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 noble, I think that it is hurting endgame incentivization. And that's entirely different than saying, oh, there's a game mode or a or a or a game, you know, Thing that they've added that's making this weapon too strong that's not the same as saying across the board this weapon's universally good those are very different very very different statements and very different discussions to be had because there's a humongous difference between how effective Ikelos is everywhere and somebody saying sleeper's too strong and gambit nerf sleeper nobody complained about sleeper ever in the history of the game ever no pvp player right no PvP player has ever said anything about it. Why? Because until Gambit came along with a wall hacking invasion mechanic, it wasn't an issue. It only became an issue because of Gambit. That's why you never want to legislate the strength of a gun from a game mode, which is what they did. Now, they, they didn't swing too hard at the, at the sleeper, which is nice, but, but they still swung at it, and they did it only because of one aspect of Gambit. Obscene, what if they make Gambit like Crucible and had two modes, one quick play with no invading, one caught with basically Gambit is now? I don't know, man. I don't know. I recoil out of that immediately. Because, again, I've touched on it a couple of times. The quick play, I don't know. I feel like the quick play would become the sweaty the sweaty bake fest, honestly. Because there'd be nothing standing in the way of a four stack just winning, 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 winning. Like, nothing stands in their way because they're literally just banking and melting and banking and melting CD and Chris perhaps team buffs based on weekly invasion modifiers week one every hand cannon kill while invading adds a buff to your team week two melee kills while invading increase moat drop rate I like where your head's at but again I just feel like that's just going to lead to people playing like poorly um, I feel like that's going to lead to people playing poorly because they're going to be too focused on those things and I think that's that's potentially harmful to the game um because they're so focused on playing like a really really weird way uh I don't know I'm always gonna be a proponent of changes that allow people to have diversity without 
without changing or or ham fisting game like gameplay differences. And I feel like a lot of the times people suggest changes that are just going to ham fist and force people to play in a way they don't want to. Um, yeah, a quick draw slide shot retold tail. Yeah, with light, with, it's got light mag and extended mag. So you'd probably want to run extended mag in Crucible. I don't know. I don't play PvP. Bower Socks, what are your thoughts on the heist mechanic being added to an invasion where you can go to the other team's bank uh, and have to try to steal their moats and try and escape with them? I mean, that could be pretty cool. I mean, that could be pretty cool because then you're dealing with a completely different interpretation of invasion because now you're dealing with, you know, somebody that says... I'm not really going to focus that much on killing people. I'm going to go and try and be a, a you know, I'm going to go and try and steal. The only problem with that is, is people would just sit on the bank and murder you because it'd be like a 4v1. Now, obviously, you could go in and super the platform and then steal moats. You're, I mean, you're really doubling down on the pain there, though. Because if we time it right and they're going to their platform to bank and you go over and kill them, I mean, that happens all the time, right? You kill them, they lose moats, and then you steal what little moats they have. Uh, that's you're, you're really putting your foot on their neck. You're really putting your foot on their neck. TJ Bowen says, What about making boss fights time-gated in more of a battle to the three locations on the map and have more uh, envoys? This is similar to what I've said. Add mechanics, you know, extend it. I think, I think time gating stuff is understandably frustrating. I don't want the stuff to be time gated, but when it's like you've done this much damage and now you got to do this mechanic, well, that's basically, well, no, that's basically, um, that's basically the same as, uh, the same as time gating it kind of like I'm not talking about making the boss go immune and then he just leaves I'm talking about like you secured this amount of damage good for you now you got to go do this they can't heal him past this point anymore that's I think a little bit different than just time gating it we're aiming at the same problem though I know you can steal moats off the ground T-Funk that's not the same as stealing banked moats from their bank that's stealing moats that they've that they've put on the ground you know um so that's 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 a little bit different I think because that that obviously requires you to know there are there are there are moats on the ground and um, here's a pair of outreach with scout yeah 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 we can delete as I have now something with outreach and special ammo finder if I want to run outreach um, so uh, next question. If you get rid of PvP, would it make it a new game mode? I mean, yeah, the, the point of Gambit is to be PvPVE, and if you remove PvP, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a whole other game mode. Last question from Laughing Knife says, Building onto the idea of the Invade Relic, which is probably one of my favorite things I've heard on the topic to date, do you think it would be interesting if there was a selection of available relics that each, I'll take Detective, um, Dablet's question as well um, says, would it be interesting if there is a selection of available relics that each have their own benefits and playstyles for the invader? It allows for the invader to still have a curveball they can throw, give them a choice to make in how they approach the invade, but still keep it within the umbrella of easy to balance. I like your idea. You could you could do it your way or my way. My way would be. 
my way would be hey it's the hive and the hive have an invasion relic right they have their own invasion relic or like you're saying you go up to the invade portal and there's three relics to choose from before you go over there's a sword there's a siva charge and there's a scorch cannon right well then then that would be like oh i'm really good with the scorch cannon or the siva charge is harder to use but if you use it properly it's it's actually more devastating than the scorch cannon right like there's trade-offs to each one that that could be that could be pretty cool i think every time i switch classes i get i get ornaments for the class that i'm not on i got that titan one on my hunter and then i get a hunter one while i'm on my warlock deleting shaders fast is so awesome by the way i don't know if you guys have done it yet like look how fast that is so detective dablet what if they added more objectives to gambit to gambit instead of just killing enemies and collecting moats for example uh you have to capture the objective activate the bank while both teams can still send blockers this would cause people to shift their loadouts to keep the team in sync again the danger with a lot of what you guys are trying to do i think you guys have your head in the right place you're like let's make it less simplistic let's make it less straightforward you don't want to overswing because then what you're going to do is you're going to make it really really difficult for randoms to get anywhere you overcomplicate the game mode and solo queue gets a thousand times worse than it already is right that's why when I say adding boss mechanics, it needs to be so stupidly obvious what you're supposed to do. A giant white beam of a shield coming from the right side of the map, and then you got to go running over there. You know, you got to go running over there, um, kill him. I think people are admiring my uh, my exotics right now, my chess piece and my 1K. Maybe I had people like standing right behind me. You don't want to overcomplicate it. That's for sure. Uh, last question, legit last question. What if killing an invader damaged your primeval, and if getting killed while invading wiped your heavy ammo? Um, I don't know if this would do enough. Like, so what you're saying is, if killing an invader damaged your primeval, if getting killed while invading wiped your heavy ammo. I like where your head's at. You're basically saying, look, man, if you go over there with all that heavy, you better get the job done. Because if they kill you, if they kill you, we're in trouble, right? Because they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna take you out, you know? They're going to take you out, and then, and then we're, in, we're, in, we're in big trouble if they do that. Because um, then you basically gave them damage to their primeval, and you lost... You lost all of your, you you lost all of your freaking heavy that we needed to you know to work to work on the bo- the, the boss. So I really like where your head's at. I do because then 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 there's more of a risk reward element of invading. You can really really hurt your team with a bad invade. Now as I'm saying this, as I'm saying this, my concern then again becomes one bad invade can turn the tide so people are just going to literally freaking stare at the invade points you invade and they instantly kill you right and then the game is over um so and somebody at the very end here asked would it would it make it less frustrating stabbing king if you went solo queue versus team queue if you separated solo queue from team queue we've answered this question so many times you cannot have a solo queue playlist you cannot 
As soon as you do that, you ruin matchmaking. Because people that are at four only match fours, and you're making a match out of their region, you're making them matchmaking take really, really long time. Somebody that's a duo or somebody that's a, tr- a three-piece can never get anybody to fill their team. A duo can only get their team filled with a duo. What do you do with a three-piece? There's nobody to fill their team, right? You can't you can't have solo queue playlists. It doesn't freaking work. Now, pitting solos heavily looking for solos, that's fine. Looking for fours when you're on a four, that's fine. But you can't leave people hanging forever in matchmaking. That compounds the problem because people just stop playing the game because they can't get into a match. So, great discussion, great questions. I am going to keep streaming, so don't go anywhere if you're watching live. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live to twitch.tv slash Rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.